is the number one commodity in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Muthita Panmuk, a time efficiency expert and a business operations strategist, who is as known as the Time Queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck Radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear the hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle. Not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Hi, get unstuck nation. So today, please welcome Rachel West from Empowering Growth to Get Unstuck Radio. Um, Rachel is a personal growth, and she is also a founder of Empowering Growth as well. And she helps struggling individuals to improve their mindset, mental health, to achieve the result much more higher than they are already. So thank you so much, Rachel, for joining Get Unstuck Radio today. And yeah, today we're going to speak a lot about mindset and how to be better selves. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here and talk with your audience about getting unstuck with your mindset. Yeah, so before we start to getting and start on the mindset thing, how you started your entrepreneur journey? Um, it started back a few years ago before I started my coaching business. I uh, jumped in and became a, a graphic designer agent. I opened a graphic design agency. I went to school for graphic design, thought that that was my path, and I was going to... Um, do that. So I started a graphic design business and quickly learned that as an entrepreneur, there's much more than just a graphic design. There's a lots of hats that you get to wear um, becoming an, entre- uh, an entrepreneur. And that led me into NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. For those of you who aren't familiar with what that is, it's the science and study of human excellence how you communicate with yourself and others, how you process information and discovering how things were, how you processed and perceived things in your life growing up. So I stumbled across it. I had no idea what it was. I had never heard of it before. Um, My business partner said it would be good for us to learn and So I kind of got introduced to it and thought it would be good to learn for communication. I wanted to learn how people process information, how they um, learn so that I could write marketing messages to speak to them on a deeper level. Well, I quickly learned and discovered that I no longer wanted to have the graphic design agency and that I wanted to start coaching and um, helping people through their struggles. So I quickly transitioned, gave up my graphic design business, started my coaching business, and here I am. Mm, Yeah, you know, do you think changing the, let's say, is that also one of the career paths, let's say, something like stopping you or not to, to shift that from graphic design to coaching industry? I do. I discovered that up until that point, I had just been 
living my life, checking off the boxes that society told me, that my parents told me that I needed to be doing. So once you graduate high school, you know, checked off that box. Then you go to college, you pick what career path you want to take. I chose graphic design. I checked off that box. And then I graduated from college. And then it's like, okay, do you want to start a business and, and, and go that path? Or do you want to, you know, get a job and climb the corporate ladder? Well, I was trying to do the climb the corporate ladder thing, but that didn't really work out for me. I was applying for all these jobs and just out of college with an eight month internship, a lot of people were like, oh, we're going to hire somebody who has more experience than you. And so I fell into entrepreneurship because I was, I was struggling and I was frustrated that nobody was willing to give me a chance. So I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to start my own business, hire myself and do it myself. Mm. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was in my NLP journey. You know, I did a lot of self-development work that I discovered that I had just been, you know, checking off boxes and, and going through life doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing. And I wasn't doing something that I was aligned with doing. And how do you know that this feels right for you? This to align with what you want to do in your life? How is that looks like for you? Um, I feel like you just know. It's just easy and natural. And it, like once I had that discovery that I was just going through and checking off boxes and doing what somebody else told me I should be doing. When I had that realization that that's what I was doing and that I could be using these tools I thought I was gaining for communication to help people through their struggles with their self-doubt, their negative self-talk, their limiting beliefs, it just felt right and it was easy. And it was easy for me to, to switch. That's how I knew that that's uh, that I was aligned with it, and that's what I wanted to be doing. From your experience, um, and from my experience about this question, I discovered along the way, like the more I go through life, the more I know myself better. So, what do you think about that? Like, I think when we feel stuck stuck at somewhere or when we feel like struggling at our career path our family life or our personal life um there's something that we feel like in denial within ourselves therefore we cannot go through the wave or go with the flow with that um so i think it's kind of like the last thing that people discover is self-awareness yeah i agree i think that we go through these experiences to help us for our future path. And it takes those experiences to create that. So sometimes they're hard. And like you said, in the moment, we're, we're not seeing those. We don't know about them. We haven't grown ourselves to the point where we can discover that about ourselves. And we're ever evolving. I just had a transition a few weeks ago that you just get to this point where you just feel like I'm done. I I'm, I've had enough. Something has to change. I got to do something different because this is not working and you just make the shift, but it takes you getting to that point, to that moment of telling yourself I, I'm completely done with this to get there in my opinion. Yeah. And do we really have to prevent the feeling of like, I'm done with that? Or how can we cope with the way that 
everything feels not right right now. You know what I mean? Like when we turn, like for example, when we are interviewing here, it's still COVID over here in Thailand, and there are many factors that out of my control. And yeah, I'm a kind of person that like trying to, no, trying to get out of the control freak <laughs> area by mm -hmm. understand that this is what I can control, this is what I cannot. And then um, when the situation wise, um, politic wise, or the society or environment wise, that I really can't hold it anymore. Um, I kind of shut down because I cannot make decision, right? So I am quite sure that many people who are listening until now experience that, especially in COVID. Like they change every day the decision that how we're gonna live. So should we prevent it or how can we cope with this type of situation? Yeah, I think a lot of us do do that. We we get in this pattern or this habit of wanting to control everything around us in, a, in our environment. And it is a it is possible to get to a point where you can cope or overcome it faster. And it's all about being aware. Being aware, uh, a phrase I use a lot um, that helps me through things is that the most flexible person in the situation controls the situation. Mm. So it's not you controlling it, it's you being flexible in the situation. Mm. Because most people aren't willing to be flexible. They're just like, Nick, stone cold. <laughs> and so if you can be flexible and adapt to that, you're really controlling that situation. Mm. Is this a kind of self-judgment that we judge ourselves that this should be the way that we should live, really? And how to be more I, flexible with that, yeah. I don't know that it's a self-judgment. It's more like cause and effect. So I'm at cause for this. So what that means is like, this happened because of this. So something caused this to happen, you know, somebody was speaking to me while I was riding my bike and I fell off. You know, it, it was their fault because they were talking to me and distracted me. <laughs> so it's, it's not taking ownership for that situation. It's well, I wasn't paying attention that there was a rock in my path. And so I hit it and therefore I fell over. So it's, it's being aware of the situation and taking ownership of the situation and not placing blame on a person, your environment, the situation, whatever it is, it's taking ownership of it. Mm -hmm. And how can we shift this perspective of that? Okay, I am now aware that this is the cause and effect, but then how can we turn things around that? This is bad, of course, but there's also a good side of it as well that this happened. It's focusing on the things you want. So what you feed grows, what you starve dies. So if you have a plant and you don't water it, it's gonna die. If you have a plant and you water it like you're supposed to, it'll survive. Same thing for anything that you're, you're dealing with. If you feed it, if you nurture it, 
it's going to keep growing. So if you have a positive mindset and you train your mind to see the good, you will continue to see the good. Um, most people are programmed to see the negative. They, it's just a habit. It's natural to them. They don't know any difference. And so when something happens, they just automatically see the negative in it. So how can we become aware of that and change that? But something that I like to assign my clients is to set a timer on your phone every hour, every 15 minutes, twice a day, whatever's most convenient for you. The more consistent, the better. So when that timer goes off, I have them take two minutes and write down what thought am I having in this moment? How does this thought make me feel? And is it positive or negative? And doing that simple task every day will help you become aware of the things that you're thinking about. And if they're negative, you can start changing them to the positive. How do you do that? Because you're writing down all those thoughts and you're seeing, now you have a, a data, uh, a collection, a list of all the things that you've written down and you're seeing a pattern. Well, I'm, this is negative thought. This is a negative thought. This is a negative thought. Well, every negative has to have a positive. So what's the opposite of that? It's, oh, I don't think I can make the kind of money I want to. To, I can make the money I want to. That's the opposite. So you just train your mind to start thinking the positive way. Then you no longer have to write it down. You'll be aware of the thought. So now you're thinking, you're aware that that thought popped in your head. Oh, I can't make the kind of money I want to. Oh, that just popped into my head. Okay, let me, it's kind of awkward at first because you're switching it, your brain to think differently that it's been thinking the same way this whole time. And then once you've done that consistently, you no longer have to think about it, it just becomes automatic where now you're thinking positive. Mm, wow, that's very powerful. So if anyone, yeah. that's, if anyone um, still listening here, give it a try and let us know. Like that's, that's interesting. Yeah, right. Now. Okay. So yeah, it, it, it leads to me to think that whether the problem that occurs is really the problem or not, right? That, that like, yeah. It's takes it's gonna take time for your own self. Like how how do you train yourself to um get confident in this shifting and maintaining it along the way? Um, you just do it. You <laughs> there, there's three stages of learning. So the first one is awkward. Anytime, like like for a baby, for instance, when they're learning to walk, we all know that story. They get up they wobble, they fall down and they get up and they keep trying. Then they're, they, they're holding on to the table and they're taking footsteps. Then they let go of the table and they walk across to the couch. So it's awkward, then it's mechanical, then it's natural. So anything that we do has to go through those three stages. So it's just doing it's taking that first step that action 
and being okay that it's awkward because it's normal for every learning experience for every person. So you're not not normal for being awkward. <laughs> Everybody has to go through that awkward stage. We all had to learn how to walk. We all had to be awkward. We all had to be mechanical. Then it became natural. And now it's, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, however old you are, you've been walking for that long. It's natural. So if you think of it that way and just take that first step, it'll get easier. What would be the most common limiting belief that you have encountered with your clients? This episode is sponsored by Mutita Clothing, like what I'm wearing right here. So if you are a pretty-sized lady who are looking for high-quality apparel as well as a neat cutting and premium pattern, check it out at mutitaclothing.com so that you can be simply elegant by no time. Let's get back to the episode. Is there any? Most common limiting belief. Well, anything that you say like, I can't, I don't think those are most common. Some people like limit themselves because of their current reality or their current belief systems. So between the ages of zero to seven, it's where we learn in that awkward stage how to do life from our parents, our grandparents, siblings, whoever is influential to us at that time from zero to seven, that's how we learn how to do life. We learn our beliefs, we perceive things, it's, we, we form our attitude, and then we go out into the world and we do it. So now we're adults living in this world based off of what we learned at seven and before. And that probably doesn't serve us anymore because we're not seven anymore. We're adults. So anything that you say to yourself or someone else, or you think about it, that you can't do something or have something is a limiting belief. I'll leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you limit yourself only that. Yeah, so it's a belief or a decision. Mm. You decide to do this. So I'll give an example. So Mm. when I was in kindergarten, age five, I was told by the doctor that I had a learning disability. Mm. So I accepted that belief. And I took that label, I slapped it on my back, And I carried it with me for 27 years. I thought, wow, the doctor said I have a learning disability. That has to mean I'm not as smart as everybody else. And so that became my reality. I struggled with reading. I struggled with writing. And I'm sure it flowed into many other areas of my life. And it took me starting personal development getting a coach, getting in trainings to discover that I never had that learning disability, that it was only the way that I learned, the way that I process information 
I need somebody to break it down and give me all the details. And if you don't do that, I'm lost. Mm. And so that's why they labeled me with this learning disability because people weren't breaking it down and I didn't understand it. So therefore I was confused. Mm. Doesn't mean that I have a, a disability, just means they weren't explaining it to me in a way that made sense to me. Mm. So then I have this discovery. I peel off that label. I throw it in the trash. Like, that's not true. And I now know I am smart. I can write. I can read. I read almost every day now where before I never would read. I would avoid it at all costs. Um, I'm a best-selling author. And it's like when you let go of those labels or those beliefs that you give yourself sometimes or other people give to you and you just accept them and believe them, your possibilities will blossom when you let them go. Wow, that's so powerful right there. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, wow, that makes me shoot. Yeah, I never thought it really that way. Yeah, I know now. I just, I just watched... Um, What is her name? The daughter of Jordan B. Peterson. Sorry, I just like right now it's too early for me to recall people names. Um, and she said that Jordan taught her. She's a daughter of him. Um, she said that Jordan taught her that don't use your um medical condition to be an excuse. So that's explain a lot. After I hear from you, see things just connect in my mind right now. Like okay, I got a you right got that. <laughs> That may be not true. It's about how you discover the way that this is how you just live your life at the easiest way and found the alignment within yourself. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why they say dis-ease because it's a discomfort in your body somewhere. It's you believing that that's true. So you have that diagnosis you have a learning disability. It's from a, you're five years old. It's from a doctor. Why would you not think that that's true? So you just accept it when you can deny it. But because there was a cause and there was an effect or effects with it at the time that you got diagnosed, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Therefore, at that moment, that was the result. And you were taking ownership with that, you know? Yes. Right? Yes. But then there are change. There, there were some change that happens. So we have to evaluate the situation again, whether okay. this is true or not. And then making decision to move forward with the new set of information, right? Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's how we analyze the situation along the way and making individual decision of our own life, I guess. That is something no one really talks about, even parents, because they also having this same frame of thinking. I was talking to my mom the other day about how she was raising growing up and how mm -hmm. she denied of that and raising me to 
make my own decision. I'm an only child, so I get everything I want, basically. <laughs> but it just like they have never forced me to do things. But I, on the other hand, force myself and like put too much pressure on me instead without them telling me to do that. So that's kind of weird, but yeah, kind of funny. And it's totally in the different position where my parents was growing up. Yeah. Yeah. So our so basically with that, it's we do the best we can with the tools we have. Mm. So when we're born, the doctor doesn't say to the mom and dad, oh, here's a manual. Here's how you raise your child that you mm. just had. It's now the parents are raising this child how they learned from their parents who learned from their parents so it's kind of this cycle where i said in the zero to seven range we see how our parents are raising us so therefore we've learned this is how you parent this is how you raise a child so then when you have a child you do the same thing sometimes we perceive it differently. We're like, oh, I did not like that. My parents did that. So I'm going to do the opposite. So that can happen too. We either do exactly what they do because we think that's how you do it. Or we say, oh, no, no, no. I'm doing it different. And you do the opposite. Yeah. Do you have kids, by the way? I do. I have a five-year-old daughter. And, and how is how is she right now? Like, how do you, like, do you use this technique into the parenting along the way? Yeah, can you share that? I, I'm really interested. I, you know. Yeah, I do. So um, when I had her, I started my develop, my personal development and NLP journey when she was a year and a half old. Mm. So I was lucky to have these tools to pass on to her. So I specifically an example I can use and what I, how I teach her or raise her is to think positive that she can do and be anything she wants. You know, when we're kids and specifically with her, you know, she wants to be a firefighter and a police officer and a princess and an astronaut all in the same day. <laughs> and then your parents say, oh, pick one. You know, I'm like, yeah, be whatever you want to be you know, keep her imagination open to the possibility that she could, if she wanted to be all of them. And then I try to teach her, or I do teach her that we're all different. So I'll specifically point out things like she likes to drink soda. I don't. So I'll be like, you like soda, but I like to drink water and that's okay. Or you, your favorite color is blue and my favorite color is pink and that's okay. This person might not like you and this person will like you and that's okay. So I, I teach her that so that when she's in school around other kids, if there's somebody who doesn't like her, it doesn't affect her as much. Mm. She doesn't take it personally because we're all different and we all have likes and dislikes and nobody's, or nobody will have the same. Yeah, that's very important. Yeah, I yeah. think that's very important to 
anyone who would like so i'm not right that's obvious i'm still like um yeah i'm still pretty young at the age wise but um i learned a lot from like asking the gays who already have family that is interested that how they pass towards their expertise to their kids like the next generation wise because of course we want them to grow even beyond the excellency that we discover with our expertise to help other clients but especially when they are like our blood right um we just want them to experience the world in a bigger level like it's quite interesting and very like yeah it's awesome to see people grow along the way like when I see my friends or like my friends kids um growing up and see how they raise them to compare with where they are right now and when they were younger I'm like wow this is so interesting that's like how we having our life to the full potential I guess yeah and and if there's listeners that are older and you have kids that are older there's there's no right or wrong to parent it's what's right for you in the moment and you can always change it it's not like i i have some clients who you know are have grown adults and they're like oh man i messed up my kids mm. you know and it's like no nobody needs to be fixed nobody's mm. broken mm-hmm. we just get to learn and evolve from where we're at now Mm-hmm. yeah yeah like what you what we spoke earlier about the cause and effect and how we evaluate the situation and then make decision further so that's the key that you have to aware what's going on right now and what next for you for you yes yes so anyone um if you would like to follow or work with Rachel where can they find you then Rachel the best place to go is my website. It's empoweringgrowthcoach.com. There you can access uh, my phone number or email. The best way for you to reach out to me, you can find all my social media links to connect with me there as well. Cool. So yeah, if you're interested in this conversation and want to be a better communicator and understand yourself as well as helping your growth along the way. So yeah, definitely are well worth visit. Thank you so much, Rachel, for joining Get Unstuck Radio today. Thank you. I hope this episode inspired you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that support your lifestyle. Get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. The results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck.